Thessalonians. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. Father, the hour has come. Glorify yourself. Thank you for speaking through us today. Think through our thoughts and speak through our vocal cord. Let your name be glorified in the midst of the assembly. I'm just a vessel. Nothing more. So Father, take the stage now. Minister to your people like never before. Open their eyes of understanding. And quicken that understanding. So that all that you purpose for them will be accomplished. By the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus mighty name and the people said. Amen. Amen and amen. You may be seated. I cannot thank you enough. For these past 30 years. It don't look like yesterday. When God led us here. Into a completely dilapidated structure. That was being used as a refuse dorm. And as toilet. When we got here. I remember the heap of human feces in that corner. We had to carry it. And many people can't imagine what this place was like if they were not here. And while we are thanking him for the past 30 years, we know he's taking us to a better place. Very shortly. I want to thank all of you for being there for me, for my family, for praying, for ensuring that things run smoothly here. Thank you for being you. And may my God reward you richly in the name of Jesus. It was Heraclitus who said, There is nothing permanent except change. Say that with me. I've told you, clear your throat. I want to hear you clearly. There is nothing permanent except change. Think about that for a moment. Let it sink deep into your heart. That the only thing permanent in this world is change. I want you to add to those words what Carl T. Rowan said. And I quote him. We emphasize that we believe in change. 
because you are born of it. In case you don't know all that your dad supplied to your mom was just a seed. Ecclesiastes 11 says, we do not know how the bones are formed in the womb of a woman who is with child. No bone was put inside of her. But what is put inside when it fertilizes that egg, that seed, and the egg come together, and a human being is being formed from the heart to the bones to the sinus to the to everything, including flesh. And a baby is born, there's joy in the world. Carl T. Rowan said, We emphasize that we believe in change because we are born of it. We have lived by it, we prospered and grew by it. So the status quo has never been our God. And we ask no one else to bow down before it. Add what Heraclitus said to what Rowan said. And please mix it with my message titled, There is really no status in status quo. And if you truly understand my drift this day, in those words... Then today's anniversary Thanksgiving service message is yours. My title for today's message is, Don't be left behind. It is time to move on. I want you to turn to your right and turn to your left and say to your neighbor, Don't be left behind. It is time to move on. I can hear you say to your neighbor, Don't be left behind. It is time to move on. By design, this message is not for those who are stuck in their comfort zone and are not prepared to move on. Rather, it is for those who have made up their minds to serve God wholeheartedly and not deceitfully and to go all the way with God Wherever the Spirit leads them. Personally, I do not like to see things done by halves or things done haphazardly. My motto in life is simple. If it is right, do it boldly. And if it is wrong, leave it undone. Say that with me. If it is right, do it boldly. And if it is wrong, leave it undone. You ask why? A destructive means can never bring about a constructive end. Means and ends are coterminous. You cannot plant very terrible and bad seed and pray for crop failure. You will reap what you sow. If it is right, do it boldly. If it is wrong, Leave it undone. Since Monday, August the 5th, 2018, when the married team first made their presentation to the church, we have clearly made available to all and sundry our transition plans to the Citadel. We answered questions, clear doubts, all in preparation for the implementation of our transition plans. And just as we had done in times past, and over the years, we have made it our aim to try as much as possible 
to carry everyone along whenever there was or there is change in the air. Those who have been long enough here will easily remember our philosophy of ministry. Maximize discontinuity, which simply means continuous improvement. In this particular instance of our transition to the citadel, we presented the transition leadership team to the church on the 10th of February 2019, and for two Sundays thereafter, the 17th and the 24th of February, the Citadel Transition News replaced our 9 a.m. Sunday morning Saturday scripture. I was by God's grace the anchor of those transition news. Today, by God's grace, you actually have the Citadel Transition Bulletin in print. Well, in the days to come, this will be Citadel News. And you have it constantly so that not only will you know what's happening in the church, you also know what we are doing to engage the society and to transform it. Can I hear amen? amen. Let us appreciate Elder Bode and the publication department for a job well done. Thank you very much, sir. Furthermore, on Sunday, the 3rd of March, 2019, we began our leadership academy. I beg your pardon. We marked, that day marked the commencement of our two services, 3rd of March, Sunday, 3rd of March, marked the commencement of our two services, and the first city impact Bible study took place on Wednesday, the 6th of March, 2019. On Friday, the 8th of March, we had a test run of our leadership academy that was soon followed by a parenting school during family focus. The inaugural youth service had also taken place, and by God's grace, we will kickstart the finishing school for our youth soon. Can I hear amen? amen? The whole process, including name change from the Lateran Assembly End Time Church, to the Citadel Global Community Church was subjected to a congregational yea and nay voice vote right here in this auditorium. And how many of you remember who had it there, that day? Was it the nay or the yea? Yeah. I can't hear you. Yeah. Who has it? Yeah. The yea had it that day and they still have it. This is the second month of our seven month transition period. Personally, I cannot thank you all in all for making the transition easy to bear and easy to carry out. Your generosity towards the Citadel and your participation in our current church activities program and events have been very encouraging. God bless you all richly in Jesus' mighty name. You know, when we started, we had 500 million. That was all. But as at the last count, we have spent 9 billion naira on that project. And we have 3 billion to go and we will finish it. Yeah. And the season we are building it will testify to the world that there's no recession in God's kingdom. Yeah. Can I hear a good amen? Yeah. At this juncture, I would like to share with you some important transition lessons from Israel of old. 
Please turn your Bible with me to Exodus chapter 13, verse 17 to 22. And then I will quickly follow that with 1 Corinthians 10, verse 1 to 12. Exodus 13, 17 to 22, to be followed by 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 to 12. Exodus 13, 17 to 22 reads, and I quote, Then it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, let perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So God told the people around Let the people, I beg your pardon, around by way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. How did they go? In orderly ranks. I can't hear you say that. That's why we must walk side by side and not break our ranks. They walked in orderly ranks. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. For he had placed the children of Israel under solemn oath, saying, God will surely visit you and you shall carry up my bones from here with you. I've told you the significance of that before and you know what it means. Take my bones with you. Joseph was not interested in bones. The bones give structure to the body. Without the bones you can't stand. He was telling them, hey guys, see the way I ran the economy of Egypt. Take my systems, my strategies, my structure with you so that you can build a nation that will stand regardless of circumstances or situation. Take my bones with you. It's my system, my structure, my strategy. All that I've done in Egypt has been imparted to you because if it was just the bones, they buried it. It was the system, the structure, the strategy, which is lacking in a nation. It's called institutional building. Let me read further. So they took their journey from Sukkot and camped in Etham at the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them, pay attention to this, because this is very critical. Who says that? Pastor Bank, this is very, very critical. Kai, kai, kai. What else does he say? Huge. This is very huge. Okay. And humongous. And the Lord went before them by day. In a pillar of cloud. Who went before them? How? The Lord went before them by day. In a pillar of cloud to lead the way. And by night. In a pillar of fire to give them light. So as to go by day and night. It did not take away the pillar of cloud by day. Or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. First Corinthians chapter number 10 verse 1 to 12. First Corinthians chapter number 10 verse 1 to 12. Moreover brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud. All passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food 
all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Who was leading them? How did he lead them by day? The pillar of cloud. How did he lead them by night? The pillar of fire. He did not leave, he did not leave it to their whims and caprices. He gave them all the same spiritual meat, the same spiritual drink. They drank the same spiritual drink. But God was not well pleased with most of them, so he scattered them in the wilderness. Let's read on. Now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lost after evil things as they also lost it. And do not become idolaters as well as some of them as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Now let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day 23,000 fell. Now let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by servants. Now complain, as some of them also complain and were destroyed by the destroyer. So, well, I'm not committing sexual immorality and I'm not uh, tempting Christ. Are you complaining? Now all these things happened to them as examples and they were written for admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come read verse 12 with me ready read therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed let it fall read it one more time it is very clear from the text just read in exodus that God provided Israel with two supernatural GPS to ensure that every one of them made it to the promised land. These were the two moving pillars. They're called the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. These two pillars, as you will later see, are capable of moving up and down. I'm not sure you're aware of that. <laughs> These two pillars are capable of moving up and down as well as front and back. This was to illustrate to the people that there is no stagnancy in God's kingdom, whether night or day. No stagnancy. My father walketh either two. So I walk. The night time comes when no one will be able to walk. There's no stagnancy in God's kingdom. You can't stand stagnant for a long time. Something will knock you out. Move on, move on. Do not be afraid. My Jesus understand. He shall be well. Oh, move on, move on. Do not be afraid. My Jesus understand. He shall be well. Tell your neighbor the kingdom of God forcefully advances. And only the forceful can take hold of it. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God forcefully advances. How is it rendered in King James Version? The kingdom of God suffered violence 
and the violent are taken it by force. Give that to me in Matthew 11, verse number 12. Matthew 11, verse 12. Matthew 11, verse number 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Give it to me in the NIV translation. Same scripture, NIV. The kingdom of heaven has been subjected to violence, and violent people have been reading it. Give it to me in the New Living Translation. New Living Translation. The kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. And violent people are attacking it. Listen to me. If you read it in all the translations, you come to the same conclusion. The kingdom of God is stopping for no one. It's advancing forcefully. And only the forceful can lay hold of it. Tell your neighbor, don't be left behind. It is time to move on. I can hear you, don't be left behind. It is time to move on. There are three significant things about these moving pillars. Three significant things about the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of cloud by night. It was the Lord that was going before them in those pillars. Number one, the significant purpose of that pillar or both pillars is defense. Defense. These pillars do sometimes between God's people and their enemies to ensure that no harm came to the people of God. Exodus chapter 14 Verses 19 and 20. I always love this when I read it. Exodus 14, 19 and 20. And the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. What was he doing there? So he came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus, it was a cloud and darkness to the one, and it gave light by night to the other, so that the one did not come near the other all that night. It was meant for defense. It was leading them, and when Pharaoh's army was approaching with all the chariots, it shifted and went behind. And stood behind them, and was darkness to them. I want you to lift up your hands and thank God you don't know how many battles God fought on your behalf. When the enemy came in like a flood, the spirit of the living God raised a standard against him. By now, you'd have gone bankrupt. By now, you'd have been invaded by cancer, by disease, by all kinds of things. But God stepped in. said, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. The enemy knew your name is Olufisayo. And he said, hey, you want to add to their joy? No, I will not let it happen. The devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. I cannot hear you. I said the devil is a liar. God knows your name is Olushegun. 
that God wants to give victory through you to your parents, to your siblings. And he said, no, 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 you not have it. But you are going to march on his head in the mighty name of Jesus. I say you are going to march on his head in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, God knows your name is Olua Shei. God has made this one unique. He said, no, you are not going to have any unique place. Ah! The devil is a liar. You will fulfill your destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, God knows your name is Olubomi. This is God's gift to me. And every good gift, every perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of light, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. In the mighty name of Jesus, whatever God has done, he has done forever. Nothing can be added to it. Nor anything taken away from it. And God does it. A man should fear before him. God knows your name is Uluwaro Timi. He said, I will stand with you. I will never depart from you. And sometimes you feel like alone. Nobody is with you. But he said, I'm here. I have a friend in, in Abuja. Her name is Chinelo. You know what it means? I'm still here. I'm still standing here. Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is present. Oh God. God knows. God knows. I say he knows. He knows the name you are given. He has a reason for giving that name. And daddy, you did not mention my own name. Um, my own name too. Please mention it this morning. Uh, uh, uh. What's your name? Tolualokwe. Tolulokwe. If your name is Tolulokwe, every day they see you, somebody should be praising God. And that is your name. That, what's your name? Do you think God will change that to bring sorrow? Uh -uh. What's your name? Folakemi. Just surround me with honor. And, and I can go from name to name to name to name here, except the name you stole. <laughs> and then I can still bring something out of that and say, and he erected a stone and called it Ebenezer. Thus far, the Lord has helped. Do you understand what I'm saying? Kadarami. <laughs> Kosani tole ipada inyati daju oju teke o oju ro oju telepe epe oja. If you were there in 1989, you were wrong for your life. Not only did they speak into tapes and videos to frighten our people, they distributed it left, right, and center. That. Mark my word, that boy would die by 1989 December. Oh, God has not called me. Ekeo Jamio! Ekeo Jamio! Ekeo Jamio! Ekeo Jamio! Irashe Olua! Ekeo Jamio! Kulirami? Irashe! <laughs> and if you persist, I won't let sing a song for you. Most of what are we doing? Most of what are me I've been away in the old day, like me, day, like a little bubble, day, like you know why I'm laughing. 
God allowed Pharaoh with the best chariots of Egypt to pursue them. And when the pillars stood behind the children of Israel, it became darkness to Pharaoh's army. It gave light to the children of Israel. And he instructed their leader, stretch your rod. Julius Badger was not there. Kappa and Dabato was not there. From just a period, a, a, a fantastic express road was created in between the Red Sea. I can hear their song. Can you hear it? Agbami Okungbe, Nikpa Orore, Agbami Okungbe, Nikpa Orore, Awa Omo Jesu, Lagbami Okungbe Fum, Awa Omo Pharaoh, Lagbami Okungbe Law. If Egypt had only known, if Pharaoh had only known that you don't pursue this type of people, they would have returned when they saw the pillar standing there. You could not penetrate it. My life is hid with you could not penetrate the pillar. They had to stand there all night long. Mumu incorporated. That was the time to say uh uh no. Thirty years we are still here. Do you understand me? Everything they called impossible had become possible by the grace of God 30 years after we are still standing. Why are we standing? At your leisure, because I'm going to some other things. At your leisure, read that story. The Bible says, God now began to look. Through that pillar. And he began to disrupt the bolts and the knots that connected their chariots. Shall I show it to you? That, that it was, it was, oh God, Exodus, 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 movement of the people. I love this. Forgive me, it is not blasphemy. When I'm sometimes mischievous, it's because I'm acting like my father. Look at verse 24. Mm. 
Look at verse 24. Exodus 14:24. Now it came to pass in the morning church. Are you hearing me now? <laughs> the person pursuing you say, now is your end. Now your doom has Now it came to pass in the morning watch that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud and he troubled the army of the Egyptians. And he took up their chariot wheels so that they drove them with difficulty. And the Egyptians said, let us flee until late. Let us flee from the face of Israel for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians until late. Kill of every flee or to disrupt to chariot. Tire to bear. Engine to knock. He began to look. Go and read it. He, he looked through. Pillar. Through the pillar. Uh, okay. I'm Israel. I'm Israel. The battle is not yours, the battle is the Lord's. In 2019 and beyond, they will fight your battles. In the mighty name of Jesus. The pillar is for defense. Number two, the pillar is for direction. The pillar is for direction. Nehemiah. Nehemiah captured it properly. Chapter 9 verse 12. Nehemiah 9 12. Moreover, you led them by day with a cloudy pillar and by night with a pillar of fire to give them light where? On the road which they should travel. To give them light where? On the road which they should travel. From this day forth, divine direction is your portion. You will know what to put your your resources in. Your investment will not bankrupt you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I do when Oti Shesho, Oti Shesho, Baba, Oti Shesho, Oti Shesho, I do when Oti Shesho, Oti Shesho, Oti Shesho, Oti Shesho, I do when Mamiche, Mamiche. Oh, 
you to thank God for something. You say, what is that for? That which you thought would not be done when you are leaving home. By the time you get back home, it is done. God has made a way for you. They will send for you to come. You'll be singing Otisheba Batisha in the mighty name of Jesus. Please be seated. The two pillars are for what? Defense. And they're for what? Therefore, one more thing you want to know it anti destruction. Anti destruction. You say, I don't understand that. Whenever God wanted serious communion with Moses, he would step into the tabernacle. That same pillar will now descend. I told you, you can move up and down. It would descend and stand in front of the tabernacle door so that nobody could come in. It was God's do not disturb sign. Tell your neighbor, stop disturbing me. Exodus 33. Exodus 33, verse 7 to 11. My family knows once I step into study, except it's an emergency, I should be left there. And because I said, do not disturb sign on that door. I do not hang anything there. You know you don't want to come and disturb me. Uh-huh. Because I'm not playing there. Exodus 33, 7 to 11. Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp. Far from the camp. And call it tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went where? Went out to the tabernacle of meeting which was outside the camp. So it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle. That all the people rose. And each man stood at his tent door. And watched Moses until he had gone where? Into the tabernacle. And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle, the pillar of cloud descended. He can move forward, he can move back, he can go up, he can come down. (laughs) His automation is supernatural. The pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses. Many times you guys don't know when I say you are distracting me. You think it's a joke. I'm trying to cry loud so that you do not get electrocuted. Because the same power that is for edification is for destruction. That's why the anointing removes burdens and destroys yokes. If somebody becomes a burden in your life and, and no, what you carry will destroy. So when you cry, hey, stop it. She stop. Because the pillar is an anti-destruction, do not disturb sign. Nobody could enter. Let's read the next verse. Nobody. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose and worshipped each man in his tent door. But there's someone called Joshua. 
So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And he will return to the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. The residue of that communion was descending upon him. God was preparing him for leadership position. He is not academic. He is not intellectual. If you don't carry my spirit, you can't function as I function. That's why he said, bring 70 elders to the mountaintop. I will take of the spirit that is in you and I will put in them. There must not be elders that frustrate, that hinders, that disrupt, that distracts. Tell your neighbor, no more distraction. I'm sure you have just a pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. It's for defense, it's for direction, and at the same time, it's an anti-distraction system put in place by God. Do you want more? Or can I close here? Uh. The significant lesson in all this is very simple. Whenever it is time to move, you better move or get beaten by the elements. Heat in the daytime and cold at night. When we say it is time to move, I say, the elements will destroy you. Will beat you. Tell your neighbor, whenever God's pillars move, it is time for you to move also. The same is true of current emphasis of the spirit. Current emphasis of this. When God begins to send his word and certain things are being repeated and emphasis are being put on them, you need to drop everything and listen carefully to what is being spoken. Why? There will be no such thing as the present truth if there was no past truth. And when you cling to what is obsolete and passing away, you pass away with it. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 1 to 12. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 1 to 12. Peter began to identify what he called a body of truth he called this present truth, which means they didn't exist before. Second Peter 1, Simon Peter, a bond servant, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and, and of Jesus our Lord. And as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us what? Exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lost. But also for this very reason, give, given all diligence, add to your faith, virtue. To virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, 
and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know and I establish in the present truth. You know, I captured this when I, rege- when I registered my publishing outfit. I call it Present Truth Publishers Company Limited. Present Truth. If the Bible talks about present truth, then there were truths that were old. Not that they were useless, but they were shadow. There is substance that come. Present truth. But there are people who cling to all things. This is the way we were doing it before. What do you mean by the now church? We know old wine. We know new wine. But there is no now wine. Idiot, read your Bible. Jesus said no man puts an old wine in a new wine skin. Or a new wine in an old wine skin. If you put a new wine in an old wine skin, it will spill. Take what I'm teaching here to some other churches. They will shut down instantly. Over by business, Jerry. In fact, they can't even wait for this long. Service is too good. I can only so gone. They can't handle it. They want six steps. Point number one. Point number two. Let us pray. And nobody can climb the steps. They call it breakthrough is breakdown. If you put a new wine and no wine skin, what happened? It will burst and the wine will spill. Jesus said they keep new wine. A new wine skin and both are preserved. Then he stepped further. He said, However, no man who has drunken the old wine prefers the new. He says the old is better. So you must know and not fight with people. Let them be drinking their old wine. Carry your new wine elsewhere. But just know new wine is not the ultimate. There's also the now wine. Somebody say now wine. Both the old wine and new wine are byproducts of planting the vine, harvesting it, going through fermentation, before it becomes old or new. Sometimes in winery, you take the new wine and add to the old to stir it up. But the now wine does not have a vine. Jesus is divine. I am the true vine. And he demonstrated it by asking them without any distillation or fermentation, put water in those pots and fetch it and go and give it to the <laughs> at the wedding of Cana in Galilee. They were not trying to smell it because it was water when they took it. But when it got to the MC's hand, he tasted it. He said, everybody serves inferior wine at the beginning. I mean, good wine at the beginning and the inferior later. But you have kept the best till now. It's called the now wine. <laughs> it's called the now wine. It's different from all other wines. That's why only the now church can taste and drink the now wine. You kept the best till now. You're about to hear some things that you've never heard before. Shall I stop here? I guarantee you, you never heard them before. 
Are you so arrogant, pastor? No. I've been around. This is my 45th year in the Lord. I serve in different capacities in different churches. Baptist, first square, deeper life, redeemed before lettering started. When I say you have not had it, you haven't. I've pastored you for 30 years, I've not taught it once. Because you could not bear them. And how about all that I've taught you that you don't even understand? That's why I said, don't dismiss what you don't understand. Be meek to learn. Do you want more this morning? Are you sure? Hebrews chapter 8. Hebrews chapter 8. Please pay attention. I'll try to finish on time. Hebrews 8, beginning from verse 7. Just listen to it. I've showed you present truth, yes or no? Listen to this one. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. The second had come to replace the first. Because finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt because they did not continue in my covenant. And I disregarded them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws where? No longer on the tablets of stone, in their mind, and write them where? On their hearts. They will influence your thought life, how you think. And they will influence how you respond to God, not react. And I will be their God. And they shall be my people. None of them shall teach his neighbor and none his brother saying, Know the Lord. For all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. So when you stand before God and you want to pray, and the first thing you are saying, you are under the ministry of death and condemnation. Because justification means you have not sinned. This church and acquitted. I'm coming back to teach the ministry of reconciliation so that you understand what justification and condemnation is. I would place them side by side. Justification versus condemnation. The reason you are not breaking forth is because you are self-condemning. In that he says, a new covenant, he has made the first obsolete. Now what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. So when you cling to the old and not present truth, what happens to you? You vanish with it. There will be no thing called present truth. There are no old truths. The blood of bulls and goats cannot satisfy God. They merely pacified him. But when the precious lamb of the lamb was shed on the cross of Calvary, finito, anyone that steps into Christ, God sees them as a new creation. He said, they are sin, they are this, they are that. said, why are you trying to remember what I forgot? 
I will stretch you further, not stretch you, stretch you further, because I want to say what you don't know. Comparatively, as I shared on Friday night with you, those who plan to go from strength to strength must have their hearts set on pilgrimage, like the patriarchs of old. They must embrace new paradigm shift as often as needed. You cannot go from strength to strength except your mind is set on pilgrimage. There is paradigm shift constantly. Give an example. In Second Samuel chapter 5, the Philistines came against David. And David stood before the Lord and said, Shall I go against them? Will you deliver them into my hands? Said, go, I've delivered them into your hands. And he went, he destroyed them. Then they came again the second time. Many of you presume on God. I defeated them before. I'm going to defeat them again. David, no. David stood before God and said, Lord, they have come against Shall I said, don't go. Stay where you are until you hear footsteps upon Mulberry Tree. Which means I've gone ahead of you. Until you hear my footsteps upon Mulberry Tree. Only can do that. Until you hear my footsteps upon Mulberry Tree, then know I've gone up. If he had gone a second time without checking, that's the that's need for constantly engaging God in communion. Don't become so smart in your field of endeavor. Oh, this is my business. I know how I do it. You. Psalm 84, verse number 5. If you are ever going to go from strength to strength, your mind will be set on pilgrimage. Set on pilgrimage. Set on, you're on the move. God is giving you new ideas, new thoughts. You can't do it the way you were doing it before. Psalm 84, verse 5 to 7. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on. That's not to Mecca, Medina, it's not to Jerusalem. It's migration of thoughts. And you are going to pilgrimage to Mecca, Medina, and to, and to where? To Jerusalem and to... I've been to Jerusalem three times. Once to preach, two times to do business. I took my son Shei to go and look at River Jordan so that he could see River Jordan. That was all I could show him. I don't have time. Even River Jordan has changed its bed several times because river beds change, Google generation change every 200 years. When I got into that river and they baptized me, I felt like only a year They're just using your money to boost their own tourism. I saw where they buried the Lord, you. You saw where they buried him. I can't say, I can't make any. That's not the place. Read further. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, sat is set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of, that's the valley of weeping. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. What okay, to, to the river? They go from strength to strength because in that moment you are able to exchange your weakness for your strength without any sweat. By means of strength, and no man prevail. God has a way of disgracing power drunk people who think they are in charge of what they are not in charge of. Everybody will become ex this, ex that. Except you set your mind on pilgrimage and go from strength to strength. 
everyone who appears. Zion. When you hear their minds are set on pilgrimage, what does it really mean? Hebrews chapter 11. I need to lay this foundation because I'm taking you to where you have not been before. Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. Look at those whose heart are set on pilgrimage, their lifestyle, and what they confess. Hebrews 11 verse 13. Hebrews 11 verse 13. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims were on the earth. That they were strangers and or only they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Now, for those who say such things, declare plainly that they seek where a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared a city for them. If Abraham had thought of where he came from, he would have returned. When he found famine in the land, he would say, uh, Pregrim's lifestyle. If they had been concentrating on where they came from, they would have since returned. But they were looking for a city whose foundation and maker is God. You think I did not have opportunity to resign and to quit ministry? Several times. Anguish. Agony. When men said nasty things about you that they don't even understand. At a point my wife said she stopped reading newspapers. But there was no name. They didn't call me. But where are they? I'm still here. And I'm not done yet. I say I'm not done yet. Thanks so much for listening. We have to end it here today. But it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's word. This message will continue in a subsequent episode. I pray that the truth you've embraced will not only set you free, but it will empower you to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye for now.